How would you describe what happened today? <clears throat> uh, a lot of it's true. A lot of it is true. But you got to think, I haven't played basketball in, in, in so long, and I'm so passionate. I love the game, and I don't do it for any other reason except for to compete and go up against the best to try to prove that I can hang. So all my emotion came out at one time. Was it the right way to do it? No. But I can't control that when I'm out there competing. Like, that's my love of the game. That's raw me. Me at my finest, me at my purest. That's what you're going to get inside the line. I was going to say, is it not the right way for it to come out? Do you think it was the wrong thing to do? Or was no. it an okay thing to do? I, I think that I was honest. Was I brutally honest? Yes. But I, I think that that's the problem. Everybody's so scared to be honest with one another. If you didn't like the way that I handled myself in, in, in practice, one of the players come up to me. Somebody say something. Anybody. I'm not going to take it. It's not personal. Jimmy, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you're probably right. I would have said, I ain't hooped in I don't know how long. I mean, I'm passionate about it. I love the game and I love to win. And that's all I was out there doing was competing, playing hard, doing what I'm supposed to do on the basketball. Jimmy Butler is a young guy killer. Um, he's a very um, selfish player in the sense that you know he comes in, take care of his business. He's a very hard worker. Um, I doubt that his game has improved tremendously since he, when he got in the league. Actually surprising to me, I've never seen a guy coming to the league not able to score the basketball, and now he's one of the more prolific scorers in the league. He's just a bad locker room guy. A lot of outbursts took place throughout the season um, with the coaches, um, with the players, and when you're trying to build something, especially in Chicago, and he's going to be your best player. He has to be a leader on and off the court, and he did a poor example of that, and I think that's why the Bulls kind of parted ways with them. Welcome back, everybody, to the legendary Stay Oz podcast. I'm Chris. I'm here with Jordan. What's up, bro? What's up? Well, today we will be featuring some the NBA preview for the year. We've got some uh, other meaty subjects we want to put on the table first. First and foremost, I I didn't want to talk about this. Jordan did. And <laughs> as as this thing has continued to grow legs, it, it does intrigue me a bit. Let's talk about the leader, man. Jimmy Butler. Oh, God. The leader is good. The leader is great. Follow the leader, everybody. Everybody get in line and follow this man to the promised land. So, as the story goes, legend has it that that in practice, Jimmy Butler supposedly took over Timberwolves practice and he took a group of third stringers. Mm Mm-hmm. And supposedly beat the starting five of the Timberwolves in practice. Then he supposedly called out Tibbs, Scott Layton, who happened to be there watching, and told them that they can't win without him. And during this practice, supposedly, he, I guess he basically guarded Cat and Cat couldn't score on him. I'm trying to get it together because there's there's legend, there's Jimmy's contrived story, and there's probably what really happened. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle of all that. It's somewhere in the middle. Now, he supposedly called out Cat 
and Wig and all those guys. I'm 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 trying to just understand honestly the point of all of this. And and Jordan, if you have views, please share them. Oh, okay. First of all, I it, to me it is it is extremely simple what Jimmy is trying to do. Let's not act like we don't know what Jimmy is about. Jimmy has gone Hollywood. Excuse me, no. Jimmy has been Hollywood since he was in Chicago and he started taking the reins of being the alpha dog or the leader or what he wanted to be. Jimmy has always thought of himself as the man. He continues and will always continue to think of himself as the man. Now, true indeed, you've known we've had these conversations in the past. Jimmy Butler obviously is a very hard worker. He has deserved everything he's gotten monetarily. He has come from, as, as they say, rags to riches, Tomball, Texas, you know, uh, 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 semi-basically homeless kid, and now you're an NBA star, all-star. Here's the thing. This is a new generation of young talent. Cat, Andrew Wiggins' top picks, you were the last pick in the first round, 30th, overlooked, really didn't have anything coming out of college except defense and tryhardedness. Uh, I, I can respect the fact that Jimmy wants them to utilize their talent, meaning somebody with the amount of talent that Cat and Andrew Wiggins has should maximize it by continuing to work as hard as they possibly can. I get it. That is always has been, been his mentality. Jimmy just wants people to do what he does and to be even better. Jimmy recognizes he is not the best player on that team. He's even said it. Cat is the best player, and probably Andrew Wiggins has the most potential. And we've seen that. Andrew Wiggins came out of Kansas, and it's almost like he's just been going through his young career just kind of lolling and, and, and just kind of casual. There's, there's never been a breakout season, you know, that, that just, okay, now I'm going to take my game to the next level. Cat has already averaged a triple-double, I mean a double-double, excuse me, and is one of the best big men. But you can tell that he's just not one of those impact players. When they got to the playoffs, Cat was nowhere to be found. He is not someone who can carry you despite all of his talent. He doesn't have that dog in him. Jimmy Butler does. And so when he went to that practice, he knew what he was doing. And 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 we're going we're going to get into another uh, part of this is as to how in the world ESPN was already on on, on standby by the time the, the practice was over and 10 seconds later you get you get alerts talking about oh man Rachel Nichols is uh is, is about to have a sit down interview with Jimmy what like is this is this Jimmy's coming out movie or something like what is going on everything about this dude is just a movie it's 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 one drama filled uh, action to the next, bro. And I think his ultimate motive is he wanted out. And so he's going to try and push the Timberwolves to the brink of just being so frustrated, so, so, so ticked off at him that they have to do something. And and I, I think it's going to backfire. I really do. Here's what, what Jimmy has presented. Um, and once again, in my opinion, what the fabled story of this practice made Jimmy look bad. It made Jimmy look bad. Jeff T put out a cryptic tweet 
that seemed like it said in so many words, I can't wait long enough for you to leave. You know, it's it's bye-bye, good riddance, you know, peace. Yeah. <laughs> what Jimmy has done, though, he's put the Timberwolves in a lose-lose situation to where they can't keep him around. They've already canceled practice one practice afterwards. Yeah. They can't keep him around. But the Timberwolves now are in a, behind the eight ball because his trade value is going down. Because Jimmy now looks like he's not a true leader. We knew it. Yeah. But but he had always painted that picture. And and by what happened there, I don't think that's a good look for him. The ESPN spin that he did made him once again look like a victim. Hey, Cat called me out, so I had to do what I had to do. Wiggs was talking, so I had to do what I had to do. <laughs> I'm just a kid from Tomball, Texas, who made us all star. They more talented <laughs> than me. It's it. It, it grades at my soul, man. <laughs> the dude, he wears so. Oh my god, it's aggravating. It's aggravating. Brief. <laughs> it, it just is. It's. That's why I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, I hear you. Too much time now. The Timberwolves are behind the eight ball. What those guys need, and 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 to your credit, and to Jimmy's credit. Hey, he's a hard worker. No doubt. He's made himself into what he is now. He was not a highly recruited high school player. He was not a highly touted college player. He was supposed to come into the league, be a role player, like you said, play some defense, maybe be a second, third option to, you know, a major star. I don't believe he is. This whole thing, you all can't win without me falls empty, falls hollow on my ears because they weren't winning with him. Well, I will have to say I did read an article and and, and I, I disagree and I agree with you on that. And let me explain real quick why. So I believe before Jimmy went down last season, they had one of the best records in the uh, in the West. They were fifth in the West. Yeah. And then after he went down, I believe I remember it said they were 10 and 13. Or it, it was under 500, and they barely made the playoffs. So statistically or record-wise, they were better with him. But I agree with you because Jimmy Butler is not going to get you to a championship. So regardless of how many wins you get in the, in the season, we already know Tibbs is very good for the season. He's a, he's a good coach for getting wins during the season. We saw that in his time in Chicago, but when it comes to the playoffs, it's a totally different story. Now, you know, that's, that's a new, new day. And Jimmy Butler is not going to be needed to get his team past all of those. First of all, Western conference teams, and then get to an actual championship. It's not going to happen. So I, I completely agree with you in the fact that no, ultimately he can't get them to where they need to get to. Every team should always have the goal uh, uh, eventually to get that title, to get that ring. And Jimmy Butler is not the man to do that. Here's my ultimate point, too. 
last year between, I believe, the third and the eighth seed, I think it was like a two-game difference. It was a jumble. All right, yeah. So if they dropped from fifth to eighth, that means they probably lost one game on the rest of the pack. Right, Again, right. No, no biggie. I forgot about then, that. You're... Then let's go through it. Does that Minnesota team beat Utah? No. <laughs> no. Talent-wise, that... matches up well, but no, not at all. I'm sorry. Donovan Mitchell would have had their lunch. Oh, yeah. He would have caught him in his web and took him to school. Yeah, he, 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 it, it, it would have been over. Jimmy wasn't finna punk Joe Ingles. Nope. Do they beat Golden State? No, we know the answer to that. They don't beat Houston. They had their shot. Nope. I'm iffy on the Trailblazers. I'm iffy mm. on if they beat the Pelicans. Yep. OKC. OKC. So, honestly speaking... Even though they they were again in that jumble, they might have been at best the seventh best team, the seventh best team in the West when all the all the smoke cleared. So again, I contest just like with the Bulls when you brought the three kings together. You're the best player on a seven eight C team that gets yep. you nowhere. Gets you absolutely nowhere. You're in limbo. You remember those old teams? Uh, not the old team, but the the old team, the Atlanta Hawks, who had uh, Josh Smith, Joe Johnson, I believe Jamal Crawford. This was back when Derrick Rose, right before he got injured, and uh, I believe the Bulls played them in the playoffs. They had they had a young Jeff Teague. They had Horford. They had all of those good players all together. You would think that with that team, they would have gone places. But Atlanta was always in basketball limbo. They always made the playoffs and got out of the, the, the like, got got uh, kicked out or got eliminated in the first round. Like, that's where Jimmy Butler is going to get you on a team where he has to be the man. That That's what he's going to get you. And you're just going to be in purgatory. Basketball. I mean, he wants to go to the Nets. Fine. Go ahead. Go to the Nets. Yeah, uh, right. Strip D'Angelo Russell of whatever confidence he has. <laughs> and right. all, you, all you want to do is you want to go try to take take the ball and leave whatever uh, you feel is a weak-minded young player in your wake. Go do it. Yeah. Go do it. And then see what the end result's going to be. See where you're going to lead that shell of a team. Because it's always about Jimmy. It's always about the money. It's about the money. Jimmy came for Cat because the day after he complained, Cat got money. Cat got paid. But you wanted out. So why are we concerned about paying you? You wanted out. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The point still remains. Even with this story, even with the rumor that you guarded Cat and, and made him lose the ball, if you asked 30 GMs, 30 out of 30 will say, I'll trade for Cat before I trade for Jim. Absolutely. Cat is more coachable. Cat is somebody who has, again, natural talent. And you can 
with with a player like Cat, hopefully he's the type of person that you can continue to mold into somebody that who who can maybe be a little bit more physical, more aggressive as his career goes on. He goes more into his peak, but uh, or his prime, I should say. Uh, but yeah, you know, Jimmy is already, I believe, twenty nine, twenty eight, uh, and he already has the mileage on him from those early years of Tibbs just driving him into the ground with minutes of somebody who's probably Dwayne Wade's age. Like Jimmy is not going to be that that around that long and and not going to sustain what he is doing right now for that much longer. He doesn't have the athletic ability and the natural talent to just continue to be a factor on into the 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 twilight years of his NBA career like a LeBron. So, you know, that that's that also is probably why he's so adamant about trying to get this max contract so he can get the money that he, he he himself thinks he deserves. You know, granted, he's still a top maybe 15 to 20 player. Man, you know, it's just all about Jimmy. Selfishness, man. And, and, and again, you know, Rachel Nichols, boy, Rachel Nichols. How did you get to where you were without knowing that Jimmy was going to do this? And this is something I, 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 I assumed – but the date yet since uh, uh, yesterday, I assume okay, this is all a setup. You went in there, guns blazing in practice, and then the very second practice was over, you sat down with Rachel Nichols. Like, wh- where did she come from? Did she have some teleportation device? And then today it was said that it was actually true. Jimmy called her, or Jimmy told her, "Hey." I want to sit down for an interview today. So he knew what he was on. He knew he was going go he was going to go in there with a a, a a will and a purpose to cause havoc, to wreck shop, make sure he killed Cat and Andrew and start bad mouthing and cursing everybody out and whoever would listen to him and then sit down and talk about it like, man, you know, hey, I, this is just how I am. I ain't played basketball in a long time. You know, this is me. This is raw Jimmy. Sit down somewhere. (laughs) I called it, man, like four years ago. Yeah. When he wore that 21 in red and black. And something wasn't right, man. Something wasn't right. And he'll have his his defenders. You know, he'll have individuals who... there's a separation between appreciating his hard work, his work ethic, his drive, even his story, if you so choose to. I've, I've grown tired of it. But even if you appreciate it, there's a separation between appreciating that and co-signing what he's done and his petulance over the past few months. And I say past few years, but, you know, people would disregard the Chicago thing because he was supposedly right because he had an issue with Derek. Derek doesn't work as hard as he does. No one knew that. No one knew that. Derek didn't chirp about it. And I've been wanting to get to this point for a few weeks in the podcast. And and, and I, I agree with what Dame Lillard said a few weeks back. And I don't know if you remember this. You know, people will say, well, Dame, you, you're, not, you're not working on your game. You know, you lost in the first round. Why aren't you working on your game? And Dame said, just because I'm not talking about it. Just because I'm not tweeting it and putting it on Instagram don't mean I ain't working. Exactly. And it's the same is true with every other basketball player. 
Jimmy, you have a work ethic, but it don't mean you outworking everybody just because yours is posted on Instagram, just because yours pops up on Twitter, just because yours pops up in a commercial and someone else's doesn't. Someone else decides to have a nice, quiet, private workout. Yeah. They're not in an open run with four of the all-stars and a camera crew. That don't mean they ain't working. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And, and, and to, to that point of Derek and, you know, when they had that riff, I, I, you know, I got a, I got a, I got a special place in my heart for Derek, man. And that was always something that kind of bothered me is, you know, people thought that because of how his demeanor is, he's kind of laid back and he comes off nonchalant. He says some really uh, foolish things sometimes, mostly all the time, but to come back from one ACL torn. Okay. Yeah. You hear about that, but having the desire to want to come back from a second one and then a, another tear, then another sprain and then this, and then that, and that, and, that, and then the, the line of the, the, the long laundry list of things that Derek went through and to still be a factor is what I looked at. I didn't ne- I never saw after that first, you know, cause the first time it was, it was a video of, of it was like a movie that they put on about his return and it showed you know his working out when he was still young and he came back from the first torn ACL you know they 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 videoed that they they recorded all of that they 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 showed the progress he made the workout regimen everything so that people would know this man is coming back better than ever the return of Chicago Sun and after that it was kind of like all right people gave up on him all right he's a bust he's a bum he's not going to do this he's not going to do that sure enough he is never going to get back to his level. He's already old and uh, up, up in age for basketball years. But the fact that he's still here shows that he put in the work. So comparing that to Jimmy, yes, Jimmy shows that he puts in the work. He, he posts videos of him going up hills and doing push-ups and running on beaches and doing all these type of different physical workouts to, to prove just what type of effort and 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 uh, max max stamina max work that he puts in that's good that's great but to your point that does not mean that other people aren't working out just because they don't they don't broadcast it so i, I totally agree with that jimmy butler took a team of supposed third stringers i don't know where the second stringers were during this time period they must have been in the showers that's what i was thinking he picked the third stringers and supposedly beat the starters. And you have people who are in awe of this. Oh, he did. Man, he... Go beat Houston. Don't tell, <laughs> right. me, don't tell me about a team where you took some, even though the third stringers, you took some second team All-American college players, which is probably what your third stringers are. Don't tell me a game. Don't tell me about a game to 21 where you did that. Or a game to ten, where you in practice, where you took that team and, and you beat the other team. Go be Houston. Take your third stringers. Go be Houston. Take your third stringers. Go be Portland. Golden State, Utah, OKC. Don't tell me about a time that you took some other guys on the third team and you beat the starters. Fine, great, kudos. Will the Timberwolves likely falter without Jimmy Butler this year? Perhaps. Solid chance. Depending on what they're getting back, 
And because of Jimmy's contract situation and now these actions, the leverage of the Timberwolves has almost disappeared. Oh, absolutely. All but disappeared. You know, you're going to go. Initially, I would have had Josh Richardson. I would have, if I'm Tibbs, I would have requested Winslow, Josh Richardson, and a protected first. It turns out that Riley just wanted to give them Richardson and a first. I would have asked for more, too, if I was Tibbs. But now, your back is against the wall. And supposedly, Riley is highly upset with Tibbs. (laughs) That's that's off the table. That's an understatement. (laughs) Like I always say, when in doubt, call the Knicks. Hey, get them on the line. If they maybe maybe they already know we're not touching Jimmy. Now, I don't think any team wants to touch Jimmy. Like you said, I think the Heat were the only team that was willing. You know, perhaps there would have been another Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade reunion and, you know, farewell tour with Dwayne Wade and little bro Jimmy. But uh doesn't seem like Pat Riley is going to pick up the phone again for Tom because Tom uh, got a little greedy. He uh, heard what he what he what he wanted from Pat, and then he was like, "You know what? Let me call back and see if I can get some more picks." And Pat said, "Oh, <laughs> you you monkey lover, I'm gone. Goodbye." And of course, he didn't say monkey lover, but we know what he said. So you know, I, you all out there know what he said. He said Monday to Friday. He said Monday to Friday. He said moonshots and and Filipinos. Whatever he said. You know what he said. Then he hung up the phone on the man, and I think that pretty much does that. There's, there won't be any, any future discussions anymore, I don't think. That rally went on Sam Jack on Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would I would have loved if Samuel Jackson would have hung up on Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> I need that in movie form. Because this whole thing is just a movie. Just the way Jimmy likes it. Just the way Jimmy likes it. All right, I know you didn't want to waste take too long to talk about this, man. I I think I've gotten out my points. Uh, you know, I I I will digress from here on out until uh, perhaps in the next forty eight minutes or forty eight hours, uh, Jimmy somehow rides into the practice on a on a on a mule, <laughs> screaming obscenities again to everybody. I don't know. <laughs> He walked in the practice and just yelled obscenities at everybody. That's right. On a mule. Whose hero is this guy? Apparently Mark Wahlberg. Oh, this this movie gets better and better, man. And then he goes on goes on the worldwide leader. That's right. And he paints himself as a saint. Saint James. The, <laughs> the worldwide leader in sports. <laughs> welcomes the worldwide leader. <laughs> God. He's the 20th best player in basketball, and he's causing all of this ruckus. 20th. Yeah. And I don't care what he did in practice. I'd still take Cat first before him. So, in my opinion, Cat's in front of him. You'd be a smart man. <laughs> I'd build with that. I can find I can find a, a, a tough hard 
try hard guy, score me 18 points. As long as he understands you pass to that big seven foot guy who scores 22 and gets you 14 rebounds. There it is. And he's going to get all this cat's going to get all this backlash. He's not tough anymore. We saw even in the the GM survey we did last week, a lot of GMs are losing faith in him because of the whole Houston thing and now this. Yeah. You have two misguided young talents in Cat and Wick. They need a a proper leader. It, it's it's sad that it has to come to this. Yeah, is 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 Wiggins and and Towns a little soft for my taste? Absolutely. Absolutely. The fact that there's no reports of Jimmy Butler walking into practice and doing this and someone taking him by the neck and putting him through the floor, that bothers <laughs> that bothers eighties, nineties, Chris. Hey, maybe where's Derrick Rose when all this went down? Maybe maybe Derrick Rose is the guy that come out of nowhere and uh punch Jimmy in the face for all the years of pent up anger. <laughs> That's that guy isn't punching anybody. It would be a story if it happened, though. I would be dying laughing if I if I got an alert saying Derrick Rose gets into scuffle with the leader. I'll tell you, that wouldn't happen in Miami. No, it would not. James Johnson and Udonis Haslam puts that dude through the floor. Yeah, with one swift kick of a judo chop. I'm not messing with a white belt or a black belt, whatever color he got. It's, it's pure black, my friend. I told you, pure James black. Johnson is a karate man. He's <laughs> a karate man. He don't even bleed on the outside. He bleed on the inside. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but let's 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 get into the the season preview. Yes, sir. Yes, let's do it. NBA, baby. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to pick East and West. So we'll start with the West. Our eight teams that we have finishing in the playoffs. So one through eight, who you got? Let's see. One through eight in the East. Uh, okay. Go I'm a go West. Go West. West. Okay. All right. Well, of course, we're going to go with Golden State. That's the obvious one. You got Houston. You got Utah, uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I'm going to go with a dark horse in Phoenix Suns. I think that they're up and coming. I'll put Dallas in there. That might They might go in as an eighth or seventh seed. Uh, I also have the – Is this an order or just – No, 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 no. no. But I, I, while I'm saying it, I'm just thinking that they, those will probably be the bottom feeders of those that go into the playoffs. I think I have two more spots. So I'm going to go with the, the Thunder, and it might be a – man, I'm thinking either Portland or Denver might take up the last spot. So, yeah, I appreciate your random rantings. But let's get some order here, Jordan. <laughs> All right, fine then, Chris. Jeez. Uh, you just yelled out teams that you like. <laughs> a, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay. All right. Uh, one, obviously, is Golden State. Two is going to be Houston. Three, I think, is Utah. I think they're up and coming. They're going to be the third seed. Fourth seed will probably be Los Angeles. Uh, 
uh, that could that could vary. That 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 might be three or four in between those two. Uh, five, I think, is going to be hmm, OKC. Six, I'm gonna go with Denver. Seven, I'm gonna go with uh, Phoenix, and eight is either Dallas or Portland. Okay, so you got Golden State, Houston. Uh, who else is it? Golden State, Houston. Then I got Utah and L.A. Those either are going to be three or four, you know, either one in those slots. And then fifth, I have uh, OKC. Sixth, I have, I believe I said Denver. And then seventh, I got Phoenix. And eighth, I believe, is going to be a, a duke out between Dallas and Portland. So you had Portland all the way down to eighth. Yeah, I don't. I don't. They've always been a team that has the talent at the two, the one and two. Like point guard and shooting guard are, are obviously they're they're all wrapped up in a nice little bow. The rest of that team. Is always underwhelmed. Ever since Lamarcus left, I don't think they've gotten to act together with, you know, the the talent on the, at the other positions in their bench. I don't think is that good. I think that Dame and C.J. McCollum always seems to carry them, and I do not think with the talent that is on the rise on the other teams, that Portland is going to be a top Western Conference team. Now, for me, I think the West is fluid. It depends a lot on what Minnesota gets for Butler. But at this point, it's seeming like they're not going to get a whole heck of a lot. That's if he's if he doesn't stay. He might stay for a little bit. Stay and do what? Stay and cause cause problems, but he still might stay. If I'm Minnesota, I send that dude home. Even if I have to still pay him, I send him you home. Want, you just want him to sit at home, not even be traded. Just go 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 to your loft. While 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 we consider uh, deals for you, just sit home. We don't want you near the team. You know what? I wouldn't mind that if I was getting paid what he paid. What he what he's getting paid? Well, he minds because he wants to get paid more. And he's a hard. So. And rightfully so. I mean, anybody who's doing their job wants to get paid more. Yeah, he probably wouldn't want to sit down. Jimmy Butler probably goes to sleep running on a treadmill, so I, I don't think he would even want to go 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 home and just wait, play it out. Who cares? Just send them. <laughs> Number one, the Golden State Warriors. Number two, because there's no one else, in my opinion, good enough to be number two, the Houston Rockets. Number three, Utah Jazz. Number four, Oklahoma City Thunder. Number five, I'm going to go with the... Trailblazers. Wow. Number okay. six, the Lakers. Number seven, the Pelicans. Number eight, the Spurs. Now, if Jimmy goes to the Clippers, then my teams don't change. <laughs> I was about to say, what is going to happen? <laughs> Nothing. That was a setup. <laughs> okay. 
Sounds good to me. And you know what I have to say? I don't think I put New Orleans Pelicans in my one through eight. I, I am completely disrespectful, and I am completely sorry. I overlooked them. I'm going to have to insert them in and take <laughs> Portland out. But apparently you really love Portland. What is what is it with you and Phoenix? First of all, Phoenix was already on the cusp of being a good uh, playoff team, good enough to get to the to the playoffs, right? So that's how they got the number one pick, right? Well, look, 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 look. Hey, okay, I think they're going to put it all together. That's just my guess. They have the talent. They have two very good players, DeAndre Aiden and Mikael Bridges to go along with the sharpshooter, Devin Booker. And you you, you build from there. I, I, don't, I, I just think that they're going to surprise people this year. I, I really do. I think they'll be in that, that 7 through 10 muck that I believe is going to exist toward the back end of the class. <laughs> okay. I think, I think Phoenix will be there because Aiton... Aiden would have to come in doing cat stuff. When I say cat stuff, 20, double-double type or close to it, you know, 18, 10, 19, and 10 stuff. Then they're going to be there for every every night because he's doing that. Book is giving you what he gives you. Yeah, signing is underrated. I think Josh Jackson may have a breakout year. So, So those are things that can help them be in those talks. So them and Dallas, I think, are going to be in there uh, in, in that talk. So the Pelicans and the Spurs could easily drop out and those two pop in, in my opinion, in my opinion. But that's about it. I don't see them going much higher. The Grizzlies get Mike Conley back, but I think that their time has passed. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they're, they're done. Jimmy's ruined the Timberwolves. Jimmy and Tibbs, they've ruined that. Clippers, no. Kings, not yet. Not, 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 not ever. You know, they have been to the playoffs before. I, I don't care. Not ever. <laughs> I mean, they weren't under the guidance of Vivek Aranadiv and Vladi Divac, but they have been to the playoffs before. I don't care if they were under the, the guidance of Tel Aviv Maccabee. It, it, look, as, and, and, I, and I just want you to, to, to show you right now, Utah is blowing the Kings up 71 to 35 at the end of the second quarter. It is halftime, and the Utah Jazz are up 71 to 35. I just want to mention that real quick. What's Jingles, uh, we, what's Jingles doing? Well, uh, Ingles is got six points, five rebounds, and three assists. Uh, classic jingles. <laughs> so, so that's 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 that. <laughs> I, I absolutely abhor Sacramento, so I don't care about no Divac and Div, 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 Da Vinci and uh, uh, Mona Lisa and all of them boys. I, they can they can do whatever they want to do. They're not getting to the playoffs in for the next twenty years. <laughs> what did we try to free last season? From their team. Um, oh my goodness! I know exactly what you're talking about, but now it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I I, I can't remember. I cannot remember. Was it Devin Booker? I yes, yes, yes. 
I think you did say free Devin Booker. Okay, so now that Phoenix has done something to maybe, well, they've, they've paid him, so he's there. Um, oh, there's, no freeing, there's no freeing Devin Booker. No, I don't think he wants to go. You know, they, they're, they're, they're clearly putting talent around him at the right position, so they might need a legitimate point guard. I, I can't remember who their point guard is, but uh, if they get that right, they, 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 they can build off of that. It's being rumored that Jimmy Butler will also go to Phoenix and yell about Devin Booker's contract. Well, I mean, let me tell you something. It, look, don't, don't, don't start that mess. I, I, <laughs> I ain't got time for Jimmy talk no more. Apparently, that won't fly in Phoenix because I hear Devin Booker might be a gangbanger still. Still, anyway. Um, <laughs> you have some interesting sources. There's some video of Devin Booker beating up people, elevators, things like that. But that's another podcast. Literally, that's another podcast. We're not going to talk about it here. All right. <laughs> so this year, I think we should attempt to free De'Aaron Fox. Oh, please. Yes. Yes. We need to free De'Aaron Fox. So uh, let's put a pin in that for later yeah. on. Yeah. You're sucked into the purple hole of death. You're losing your, your skill. Every time you take the court in that jersey, it's just a little bit of life just comes out. So just please, just find a way to get out of there. Just get out of there. Hey, go to go to Phoenix. Go to Phoenix. They need a point guard. Go to Phoenix. Yeah, I just need to trap De'Aaron Fox in a Space Jam ball and there you go. Take him to Phoenix. There you go. Unleash him there. Unleash. Let's go east. Well, do you have any uh, surprise teams? I guess you you talked about Phoenix. I've talked yeah. about Phoenix as well in the West, maybe being some up and, and up and coming team. And I also talked about the Mavericks. Anybody else you see may make some noise that may not make the playoffs or may make the playoffs as a, as a dark horse. Uh, yeah, I really, really like the talent on Denver. Denver, I think, is going to be a dark horse to make some noise to get to the playoffs and then perhaps maybe get to the second round. Maybe. It depends on the matchup, depends on who it is that they have to face. But I think Denver has some very good talent. Obviously, we know Michael Porter Jr. fell all the way to them. Uh, so that could be a sleeper, uh, even though he's not going to be playing, I don't think. The whole year, or he's probably out the whole year. I, I actually kind of withdrew from that whole issue, so I, I can't remember if he's going to be out the whole year or not. But anyway, I think Denver already has enough talent that they're going to get to uh, the playoffs and and make a little bit of noise, man. Jokic, Joker is uh, an underrated center, underrated big man who can do it all. I really love Murray, uh, and I, I just really love the talent on that team. Kind of, kind of surprised that one of my guys that I really have been rooting for ever since I picked up some a two K controller has uh, just kind of fell off the face of the earth, and that's Kenneth Fareed. I, I used to love Kenneth Fareed and what I thought he could be. Uh, I think his peak was when he was on Team USA, and he was just being a dog that year. I think it was him, Derek, and a couple of other people grouped together, and they 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 went out and took care of business. I thought Kenneth Fareed would have been kind of like a, 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 a like a juiced up version of Clint Capella, like somebody who's just just 
to just getting on the boards can put it back and he would just improve his offensive game from year to year. And it just seems like Kenneth Farid is just no longer in the picture anymore. I think he, he suffers from the evolution of basketball. He played, a, he was a small four, you know, about six, eight, two twenty-five, two thirty, 230. And he can't shoot. So he either guards your, your, your big, which this is a possibility, but you got Jokic. And yeah. then you got Millsap. So he has defensive lapses at times. He brings intensity. He brings athleticism. But that's it. You know, so I think Denver got disappointed when he didn't improve his skill set to the point where they thought he should have. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I, I still like him. I think that he, um, I think he can go contribute with it with a team somewhere and be like you said, like a Capella type. Who do you got coming out of the West when it's all said and done? When the smoke clears? Uh, well, I mean, it's not really a shock, but uh, it'll probably be Golden State. I mean, they somehow, some way, got better over the off season by adding Demarcus Cousins, who is just just one of the best big men in the league. You know, nothing big. Literally, uh, but yeah, that that that's not a that's not a shock. We we know what this story is going to end with. Golden State is going to come out of the the West after a hard fault series with Houston, probably, uh, and uh, win in maybe six games or five, and then go to the championship and eventually win. I agree, even though I think people underestimate the loss of JaVale McGee. I mm. think JaVale McGee, even though he, he gives you because he didn't he played sparingly during the regular season, he was he was very and able to be very energetic in the playoffs. I think he gave them quality minutes. Like twenty quality minutes a night. I and agree. That, and and that could be a, a big loss for them going forward. So We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. They'll come out of the West, but uh, look for certain areas where no JaVale McGee could make a big difference because I don't think Looney or Damian Jones really does what JaVale can do, you know? No, not at all. I agree with that. Picking up one screen roll, guarding a perimeter player effectively. So we'll see. Yeah. So we'll go out East. I'll give you my selections first, one through eight. We got the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Number two, Philadelphia 76ers. Number three will be the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. Mm. Number four will be the Toronto Raptors. Number five will be the Indiana Pacers. Number six will be the Washington Wizards. Number seven will be the Chicago Bulls. And while I'm on the Bulls, well, we'll talk about the Bulls in a second. Number seven, Chicago Bulls. And I know you're all ready for this. Number eight, the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Not a believer? Uh, no, 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 
Now I'm gonna have to switch that up a little bit. I'm almost mirroring you, but yeah, that that last one. Now we we definitely disagree. So I, I I'll pretty much just say what you pretty much said. It's a few, maybe one change at the top there, but uh, Boston I got one, two I have Philly, three I have Toronto, four I have Indiana, five I have Milwaukee, six is Washington, seven is Chicago, and I think Detroit is going to eke in as number eight. I had a feeling you were you were going to go for Detroit. Detroit seems to be the uh... The romantic pick for a lot of people. Yeah. Here's my problem with Detroit. Okay. There will be an inordinate dribbling of the ball from Reggie Jackson. Oh, my God. Yeah, I agree. By inordinate dribbling, I mean he's on the team and he's going to play. <laughs> yeah. Any team where Reggie Jackson is bringing that ball up and directing offense, I want no parts of. There was a time when Reggie Jackson – could do it, and he's many injuries later and a lack of an attitude adjustment, and I'm pretty sure he's not better than what he was, this is going to get bad because Reggie strikes me as the type of guy that thinks he's just as good as he was three years ago, but isn't. Yeah. And three years ago, he was probably the 12th, 13th best point guard in the league. So imagine somebody who thinks they're a top 10 point guard and they're like the 20th best point guard. Yeah. So that's what you're dealing with. So I like the dynamic of Drummond and Griffin. I really do. And that that'll keep them competitive night after night. But I just, I just, that Reggie Jackson thing. But I do like the potential in Cleveland of a nice, clear, path to the basket for Kevin Love for a nice open middle right block for Kevin Love for the ability to run screen roll with Colin Sexton Colin Sexton showing that he can make the three ball too this preseason but the ability to run pick and roll myriad of options with Colin Sexton I like that I like that and I think it's good enough to make the eighth seed in the East. Let's not forget, this is the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah. Not the West. Not the West. I agree. I think that J.R. Smith is uh, going to have enough drunken master games to where he'll average in the mid-teens in scoring. Kevin Love will be back. He's going he's gonna to tickle 20, if you will. Uh, points a game, he's going to hover in that area. He's going to get his customary 12 rebounds a game. And Colin Sexton is going to be in the running for Rookie of the Year. Look for that. Look for that. We'll get to that. I agree with you on that one. And I think those things add up to roughly 40 wins and an eighth seed. And the only other team that can really challenge that Maybe Miami, but I see Miami falling off. And like you said, Detroit. I don't see any other team sneaking in. I like the Hornets' youth, what they have, but Michael Kidd Gilchrist is still taking shots for that team. And that's always dangerous, especially to those in the first row. Yeah, I don't, I don't like his shot 
or or his shot selection or his shooting style. It just it looks extremely ugly. And he's made no effort to change it. And how long has he been in the league? It's like nine years, is it? Is it nine years? That long? I guess nah, it's not that long, dude. He has been around for a minute. How, what, what year was Anthony Davis? That was eight years ago, right? I'm thinking Anthony has been in the league for a minute, too. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what year he came in, though. So it's at least eight years, I think, for AD. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been watching Michael K. Gilchrist be disappointing for years. Yeah. And I like that kid. I really did. Oh, well. <laughs> the, the Nets will win some games they shouldn't. The Hawks. Trey Young is going to put up pinball numbers because there's no one to stop him from shooting from half court. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, that was an amazing shot. I will say it. It uh, that is a shot that goes under the category of you better be glad you made it. <laughs> but uh, he did, and awesome talent. And let it not go understated that LeBron James also made a half court shot. Yeah, but it was it was as if Trey Young chose to shoot from that range. He had like two or three seconds to come in a few steps and take a normal three, and he just chose to say, you know what, let me show everybody what I can do. I wish him all the best, man. I really do. So let's get to some uh, – well, let's, who do you have coming out of the East? Uh, it's going to be down to either Boston or Toronto, in my opinion. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to have a huge impact on that team. I think that's a very good pickup. You've upgraded at the shooting guard position, in my opinion, on both ends of the floor. You still got Lowry. You still got Valentinus. Well, I know I butchered that name, whatever his name is. And, or Valentinus. Yeah, Valentinus. Thank you. <laughs> or uh, and uh, you have a very good team there. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to, I think, either come out of the East or Boston. I got Boston. Now, here's one issue with Boston. And I heard this. This is secondhand opinion from the MVP podcast, Magnificent Vibes. This was mentioned, and and it, it made something come to light for me. There is a potential for locker room tension there in Boston. Because you're talking about a team that made the seventh game of the Eastern Conference Finals, essentially two minutes away. From the finals, without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward. So you have a bunch of young guys who know that, hey, we can do this with or without you. And then with all this coming up about Kyrie's contract, if, if you begin to talk about his extension, because if that's not signed by like December 1st or January 1st, yeah. then you, he goes to free agency. I mean, that could cause some tension in the locker room. So we'll see where that goes. But all things being equal, Boston is the best team in the East, and Philly is there. I just – Philly just better hope they don't play Boston until the conference finals because Ben Simmons has already, in so many words, said, my jump shot is no better. So Brad Stevens is going to eat you alive again there, buddy. Yeah. And and just a side note, since you brought up Boston intention, I just want to say Marcus Smart 
please don't try it with J.R. Smith. As much as we we ragged on J.R. Smith about his uh, drunken monkey, drunken master ways, uh, J.R. Smith was laughing at you trying to come at him, and you got drugged down by your players on your team. Like, let's not let's not play these games with J.R. Smith. I think it's the other way around, my friend. I think J.R. Smith don't want nothing to do with him. You ever seen a drunk dude fight in the street? It's not pretty. Have you ever watched the movie with Jackie Chan, Drunken Master? Although J.R. Smith has been to China <laughs> and and fought tons of Chinese people. I'm not saying J.R. is a punk. He's not. Because like I said, you know, in a previous podcast, he took on uh, half the city that he was in, whatever Chinese city he was in. He took on. <laughs> Him and his hood sister came in and just was just beating down Chinese people. That is hilarious. <laughs> I don't care if you know karate. Um, so they ain't no, he ain't no punk, but Marcus Smart, man, is just... Marcus Smart is just on another level to me. He strikes me as the type of a dude that has nothing to lose. Like, JR is, is the kind of dude, like, he'll fight, but once he got a little bit of coin, he's like, hold on now. I'm... I'm a more refined alcoholic. <laughs> I, I drink Johnny Walker now. <laughs> I can't. I can't mess with them forties in the pla- in a brown bag anymore. God. I drink. I drink VSOPs. <laughs> God. But Marcus Smart is the type where I don't. I don't care if he owned Amazon. He's scrapping. <laughs> he might lose his stock just to get in a fight. God, yeah. Like he will, he will go. He will go broke. He will be in in the in the food line at the food pantry. Like what happens? Like, hey, I won the fight. Just throws it all away to knock somebody out. That's what Marcus Smart strikes me. So, if I was Jr., just say, like, hey. We don't like each other and leave it at that. So let's get to some award predictions. Okay. You want to work up? Let's work up to the big one. Who's rookie of the year for you? Well, you mentioned it earlier, and I'm 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 in agreement. I'm going with Colin Sexton. I think that team is uh gonna be his and uh along with Kevin Love, I think they'll be a great tandem. Although I think a dark horse is going to also be Trey Trey Young. Trey Young is clearly the the man on his team, that is his team now. So between those two. So, Tori and Prince is going to get some shots too. I'm going to go with Luca. Mm. I think I think Luca's going to fill a lot of different columns stats wise. Okay. He's going to lead an exciting brand of basketball. I think overall Dallas may end up the better team than Cleveland, but because they're in the West, it's not it's not going to result in a playoff berth. Yeah, Colin, uh, I see him being either second or third in that because he will help lead Cleveland to the playoffs. Pushing for this, Cleveland. I don't really like your city, but I'm really behind you in NBA basketball. I need to see playoffs. I need to see Kevin Love go back to being Kevin Love, and I need to see Colin Sexton succeed because those are things that I enjoy about basketball. Kevin Love playing ball and Colin Sexton succeeding. Also, I think in the running for Rookie of the Year will be Wendell Carter. 
and it appears as if the Bulls may start him opening night. You go by the last preseason game where he started and was effective. That could be an option. Yeah. So look for a Wendell. Oh, I, why do we have to call him? Why can't we call him Wendell? I'm hey, Mama call him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. I know. Wendell just sounds like an alcoholic. <laughs> Wendell. Cousin Wendell made it over yet? No, he had to stop at the liquor store. You know Wendell. <laughs> you know Wendell. <laughs> just, just give him his space. Six man of the year. We're looking at baby Bobby P. Porter's time. Crazy eyes has finally done it. You know what, Jordan? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to tell you why. Um, <laughs> well, there, he may he may actually start too, but we'll see. I'm going to tell you why. It is contract year for Bobby Porter's, mm-hmm. and from the looks of preseason, there isn't a shot on the floor that Bobby ain't taking. And ain't making. So look for Bobby to do a lot of taking and making. Taking and making. That's the name of the game. Yep. Crazy Eyes is on a mission, and I am I am with, with him on this mission. I think if he like you said, if he comes off the bench more so than not, then yeah, I'm 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 saying that he's a six man. I think Jamal Crawford is uh is the 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 popular vote, but I think he's kinda he's he's gonna kinda die slowly now with that award. I mean, that was pretty much his award wrapped up in a nutshell for a long time, but uh, I don't see anybody else that uh, might be able to hang with Bobby if he continues to play the way he's been playing in uh, preseason. Well, it's been the Lou Williams show for the past few years, and Eric Gordon has one in there, but I think Eric Gordon is supposed to start. Okay. And that's if Carmelo goes bench. Carmelo Anthony could be a candidate. So... Ain't nobody voting for no Carmelo. Hey man, Carmelo off the bench could be quite the thing. If he if he truly embraces it, which I think at, at this stage of his career is something that he could succeed in. Well, you just got a guy who comes in and your job is to just shoot while all the other guys are are sitting on the bench. I'm all for it. So, who's your coach of the year? Coach of the year will be. Either Brad Stevens or Luke Walton. You think Luke Walton? You think he won't lose points because the guy's there? Well, I think that's the reason why he will gain points. I mean, I think LeBron brings that value to Luke's name even more so. And just by that tandem, that union, I think Luke Walton Walton will will win it. Well, 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 he might win. I think he's up up for winning it. It depends on how many more games they win because compared to last season, obviously the Lakers didn't sniff the playoffs, but uh, I think it depends on where they, they end up seeding in the West. Yeah, I think maybe Luke Walton might might be a, a dark horse, but it, it probably will be Brad Stevens. I think it will and it should be Brad Stevens because Brad Stevens was robbed last year. I understand the whole Dwayne Casey thing. Yeah, yada, 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 yada. Brad Stevens is the best coach in basketball right now. He should have won that award. So mm-hmm. the writers will usually do make goods when the opportunity avails itself. 
And that's what they're going to do. Brad Stevens is going to be your coach of the year. Okay. All right. Here's the big one. Who's MVP? MVP, MVP, that is a big one. Wow. I will not say LeBron. I don't think that he is going to be top three. I think he might be in the running. Well, he might be number three on that list just because it's him. Wow, that's tough. I I, I might go ahead and say perhaps James Harden again, or if they want to go a different route, and it depends on what the Pelicans do, they might give uh, an MVP to uh, Anthony Davis. Mm. Mm. Anthony Davis, that's a that's a strong one right there. That's a strong one right there. Uh I think it'll be between Giannis Anatokounmpo and Anthony Davis. And because Giannis will have the Bucks in the top four in the East, and Anthony Davis will not have the Pelicans in the top four in the West, Giannis Antetokounmpo will be your NBA MVP. Okay. I'm. I got no uh, arguments with that. All right, now. So let's talk Bulls. Let's talk Bulls. What we got? Now you remember when I said before preseason started and all the moves were made that the Bulls should reasonably be between five and seven in the East, right? Right. 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 Although I do have the Bulls still in my playoff running, I'm a little worried. The defense is atrocious. Yeah, it is. It is. It is very suspect. And not just that. Campaign continues to get meaningful minutes. Because at this point, you know, you're you're to your second last game in preseason. You're starting to get rotations set up. You know what I'm saying? And campaign is playing quite a bit of minutes. And then with Chris Dunn having the propensity to get in foul trouble, and that's one award I skipped, Defensive Player of the Year. We'll talk about that after the Bulls. With Chris Dunn having the propensity to get in foul trouble at times because sometimes he's overly aggressive defensively. That means campaign's in line to get a lot of minutes, man. And I'm not feeling it. That dude, let's call it what it is. Campaign is not good at basketball. Not not NBA basketball. Not even maybe, maybe he can go overseas. You know how Jimmer went overseas and all of a sudden he's like a god in China. And he comes back for one game and he scores 41 on the Rockets. And now everybody's like, why isn't he in the NBA? Well, you saw why he wasn't in the NBA. Stop asking that. Yeah, you know where he started off at? Go ahead and say it. You know where he started his career off at. Go ahead. Say it. He's had other opportunities besides Sacramento. Come on now. Stay with me, brother. Come on, my stay out podcast, brother. We need to stay in tune with this one. Where did he start his his career at? Sacramento. Sacramento. That's all I must say. So what happened when he was with the Bulls? He didn't get enough chance, and by that time, Sacramento sucked all of his powers out. That's what happened. So he was rejuvenated in China? That's right, man. They gave him that green tea, and now he's back. 
They gave him some of those noodles you ate. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think he would have survived. Good lord! Let's not talk about that. As a matter of fact, we will talk about that because I that that's part of the grow up report. I, I got something to say about that. So Jimmer's in China, and now he's coming. He comes back to the states, and he puts up forty one on the Rockets, and people are up in arms about it as if the Rockets didn't have James Harden guarding him in preseason. Like the only thing worse than James Harden's defense in regular season play is James Harden's defense in preseason play. Yeah, but I digress. Prospect. Yep. 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 So, campaign would have to go to China to become some sort of re- relevant basketball player because here he he's not good. Not not in this not in this comic universe. So. <laughs> That troubles me on top of the fact, you know, I, I need Lowry to get back. It just seems like the Bulls look out of balance without Lowry. Doesn't it? Doesn't basketball look weird when they play it? it? It does look a little out of place. However, I will say I do like the change of Bobby P being in the starting lineup along with Wendell Carter or Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, but yeah, Laurie, Laurie, uh, that that does seem like that's uh, the, the 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 piece that is missing in the puzzle, that is the Chicago Bulls. So yeah, I am looking forward to seeing how that piece comes back in jails together because they really need to get that chemistry going with the with the the core that's going to be there for the for the future. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, Bobby Portis, Wendell. Starting, it, it made them look. It, it gave them some defensive balance. Yes, it did. Then Robin, with his energy, can come off the bench, and he's still a, a better than average defensive center position wise. So that gave that gave them some balance. I think they need one. I think they need Justin Holiday. If he's going to be here, he's got to be like a perimeter defender, and he has that ability. But I think he was doing. So, he does so much chucking oh. that he's conserving energy for offense. He's a solid defender. He needs to, to be that on this team. You got enough chuckers. You need some <laughs> more defenders. If it's one person that I am always scared when they shoot, it's him. Because he, he just looks like he throws it up there. And it looks beautiful when it goes in, but it just does it's not a confident looking shot. I could be wrong, but it just he just always seems like when as soon as he gets the ball, if he has an inkling of an open shot from the three-point line. He's going to throw it up there, and it rainbows in. But I, I just – I don't know. I need that guy yeah, to climb down. confident in that shot. Justin Holiday is confident in that shot, even if you aren't. I know. I know. As he shoots it like 40 going north. Yeah. Of course, he used, he came from Golden State, so, I mean, perhaps that's where he got his confidence. He's been other places and done similar things. So, I need Justin Holiday to be more of a defender – and or I need the Bulls to get one more perimeter defender in town. It's got to be somebody sitting on the couch somewhere or somebody who's kind of languishing on a bench. What is Kent Bazemore doing? I don't know what Kent Bazemore is doing. That's a good question. He, he was very good at one point in time. Well, he's not a great defender, but he's a plus defender. Yeah. Long arms. The Bulls need a Kent Bazemore. Yeah, they do. Somebody that's just going to commit to that side of the ball and has got good good length. And and isn't a total 
offensive liability. Like Kent Bazemore can come on the court and he can guard you. And then on the other side of the court on offensive end, he's not a total liability. That's what the Bulls need. Kent Bazemore. See what we can do to get Kent Bazemore. Let's free Kent Bazemore from wherever he is. I thought he was in Atlanta. He may still be there. I'll get our researchers on that. By that, I mean I'm going to Google it. (laughs) (laughs) And see what Kent Bazemore is up to these days. Yeah. And from the looks of things, he is still in Atlanta. He is? Yes. Atlanta, you're not going anywhere. Give us Kent Bazemore. Yeah, we'll give you a second-round pick, right? Campaign second-round pick. You know that's not going to (laughs) work. You know no one wants campaign, right? Apparently the Bulls do, because they keep putting him out there as if he's going to miraculously turn into the campaign that was in college. He had one great game that Gar Foreman happened to be at. Um, Oh, my God. The Bulls asked OKC for campaign. They were like, you want campaign? Sure. Uh, It's tough to part with him. Man. Uh, going to be rough. You know what? Okay, just just give us back somebody good. If you insist. <laughs> Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson. <laughs> just just give him us, you know, somebody that, you know, just is okay. I heard a report when he first got here that his first couple practices, the front office watched them and they were like, ooh, I think we made a mistake. Yeah, and if there's and if they're watching him now and don't feel that way, there's something wrong with them. I think they know that they 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 <laughs> they made a mistake. But you know how it is, like when you have a piece, like say you have a, a circle block, and you're trying to fit into it, it into a square. You know, it's you, you're trying to continue to pound it in there and make it fit. Like now that you've 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 you're owning it, you, you can't take it back. You got to make it work. And I think that's what they're doing. They're going to continue to just roll campaign out there until one day he just gets some sort of powers and turns into a legitimate backup point guard. But I cannot stand campaign. I don't know what it is. He doesn't even have to do anything wrong. It's just he does not know how to operate being a a legitimate point guard, a, a, a facilitator. He always comes up and looks for his own shot. And he's not a good shooter. And he's undersized, so so I, I can't stand when he he acts like he can do something. Man, at least get your teammates involved. Where's Ryan D- Archie Diacono? I love Archie Diacono. Archie Diacono is like the the uh, the 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 weak version of Kirk Heinrich, which I will take. He will be in your face. He's like Della Vadova, like just grinding it out, playing good defense, try hard, and he he runs the offense. He doesn't always look for his. He knows his limits. He runs the offense right. Put Archie Diacono out there and get campaign out of here. I'm glad you said that name because I was about to call him archaeology. That too. That's a good one. You might as well call him Archie. Like, I, I couldn't remember how to say his name, so he was going to be archaeology. Archie Diacono, he's, he's neither of the things you described. He's he's not Delaware Dover or Kirk Heinrich. They were both infinitely better than him. But... But he is just as good, if not better, than campaign. So you could do without one of them. 
his intent. I'm sorry. His intangibles to me are way better. He plays a little bit more under control. And all you need a backup point guard to do is to one, give your starter rest Two, do not screw up the flow of the game. Like if the team is winning, don't, don't, don't mess it up where now the starters have to come in and try to clean up your mess. Just be a good backup point guard, run the offense right, and stay within the limit of your skill set. I would like my point backup point guard to do more, but I understand what you're saying. And Archie Diacono can do that. We just got to find a way to deploy campaign. So here's what we have to do. Okay, here's the Operation Steos. Uh-oh. We have to find a way to capture campaign and keep him from attending Bulls games. So we 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 double this 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 mission. What is it? Uh, Steos Chaos Operation Steos <laughs> Operation Steos Chaos. Remind me not to put you in charge of names. Hey, so we're I got plenty more where that comes from. I'm positive you do. So we kidnap campaign and remember Celtic pride. That's what we need to do. So we kidnap campaign and we keep him from attending bulls games while at the same time, somehow freeing quote unquote kidnapping De'Aaron Fox from Sacramento. Yeah. Right. How about we do like a parent trap switch? So, We shave the sides of deer and fox's head, and we put him in a twenty-two jersey, and just tell the bulls that campaign got lost in Mexico and got a heck of a tan, and somehow grew a few more inches, and was able to make a jump shot, and is actually good and fast and good. <laughs> You're right. No one will buy it. Oh, God. Please free him from Sacramento. I don't think think it's fair that De'Aaron Fox would be free from Sacramento if we can't get rid of campaign. It should be easier to get rid of campaign than it is for Sacramento to lose their minds and trade De'Aaron Fox. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Just Kent Bazemore needs to be here and campaign needs to not be here. So if we could do that, we could do that. Everybody listening, please help us. Can we get Jeremy Lin? How about Jeremy Lin and Kent Bazemore for campaign and a second round pick? You'd be GM of the year if you could pull that off. I would take that in a heartbeat. I mean, Atlanta's not doing anything. It's going to be Trey Young and Vince Carter's farewell tour and the ghost of Carmelo Anthony. Right. <laughs> what could have been? <laughs> put, his, uh, put his jersey in the rafters. Tell Vince Carter he can't wear 15 because they were going to give it to Carmelo. Right, exactly. Uh, so... We said we would get back to this. Who's your defensive player of the year? Uh, defensive player of the year, I am going to go with either uh, Rudy Gobert again or 
Anthony Davis. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Defensive player of the year. I think it'll be a perimeter player this year. Okay. Ben Simmons. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Ben's solid on solid on defense. One of the better defenders in the league. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Let's go for it. It's just a prediction, right? Yeah, that's it. You are free to say what you think. Also, even though I have the Spurs in the playoffs, keep your head up out there, Dejounte Murray. Yeah, towards ACL. Pretty sad. One of the, yeah, one of the young promising stars in the league, man. Pop was Pop had handed him the mantle last year, and he handled it pretty well. Handled it pretty well under the tutelage of Greg Popovich. He worked well with with Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, on a on a Kawhi Leonard list Spurs team, and they got to the playoffs, man. So, you know, keep your head up, kid. You got a lot in front of you. A solid game, great defender, all defense. Keep up the good work, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I feel sad for him, but uh, I'm pretty sure uh, he's gonna have a good time hanging out with his girlfriend now. Uh, she's gonna keep him company, so I, I don't think he'll he'll be too sad. Does he have a famous girlfriend? Uh, she is extremely famous on Instagram. Ah. Her name is Jilly Anias. Jilly Anias. Okay. You've just given some of our fans something to search for. So, one last tidbit before we get to the ever, ever so coveted Grove Report. The Bears play the Miami Dolphins this weekend. I think a couple podcasts ago, the last podcast, we said the Bills. It's the Dolphins in Miami. And the only thing I'm worried about, we raved over Mitch Trubisky and his six touchdowns. But after doing some research, not taking away from it, Mitch Trubisky was pressured only four times in the Tampa Bay game. And in those four times, he was 0 for 3. Mitch Trubisky, when pressured has a QBR quarterback rating in the 70s. When he has a clean pocket, he has a quarterback rating that rivals Aaron Rodgers' best year. So if Mitch Trubisky is not getting pressured, he will Aaron Rodgers you. Yeah. If he is getting pressured, he will be Eli Manning. <laughs> God, yeah. I think we, we saw what kind of pressure Eli was under all day today. So, and you know, to Eli's credit, I guess, he been getting beaten to a pulp for the last four years. I'm sure it's taken several years off his life. He's not going to recognize his kids in a couple years. So, Mitch, fortunately though, all this is from Pro Football Focus, fortunately though, the Bears are statistically the best pass protection team in football. So, clean pocket is generally to be expected. But, temper your expectations, Bears fans. You may see some uh, some more rocky roads from Mitch Trubisky this year against teams that are going to apply pressure like the Arizona Cardinals did. Just throwing that out there. 
So now, are you ready? Oh, I, I'm always born ready for food, brother. Let's let's get it going, brother. You know what time it is, people. Initiate Grub Report. Initiate commencing, sir. I just want to say I have to make a correction. First of all, I noticed uh, as I was listening to the to the last uh, podcast on the Grub Report, I mentioned a barbecue spot that catered to our business last week during our safety week stand down meetings. And I misspoke on the name of the restaurant. And that is my fault. So hopefully nobody else already who was listening last week has Googled up Kurt's barbecue and trying to figure out what in the world is Jordan talking about? Where's this Kurt's barbecue? I don't see nothing that says Kurt's barbecue in Illinois or Chicago, or whatever. Although there may be a Kurt's barbecue. However, I misspoke. It is Chuck's barbecue. Chuck's barbecue. And I actually put the hashtag in uh, the Instagram post of our podcast for last week. And that was my reason for doing it. So people could perhaps see that it was Chuck's. But yeah, Chuck's barbecue was extremely good. Just want to make that correction and say I apologize to all the, the Grub Hub foodies out there. And uh, yeah. So anyway, moving on. Got a spot that actually I have not been to. So this is a spot that perhaps all of us can try out and uh, kind of get a feel for at the same time. It is called Ramen. And it is on Milwaukee. Uh, I do not know the exact address, but it's right around my job. So it's right around Milwaukee. And I want to say Division Street, perhaps a few more blocks or clicks north of that on Milwaukee. And it is on the left side of the street, like if you're going north. And Milwaukee is a slant street. I noticed some of the things on the menu, and uh, uh, there was a guy at work that talked to me about the place. He said he took his girlfriend and I am definitely going to put it on my list of places to go because recently me and my wife have done a lot of noodle eating. We have had a, a, a craving for ramen noodles lately. And unfortunately, as everybody saw on Instagram and we talked about it last week and grew up, uh, I almost burnt my whole face off eating a, a, a a spicy noodle that I didn't realize was a, a worldwide challenge. So <laughs> kind of played myself, almost went into a coma. Anyway, yeah, this place, ramen, check it out. Again, I said it's uh, on Milwaukee, and uh, perhaps I can look it up right now so I can give the exact coordinates, and I'll give you all the full name. And uh, they are supposedly have some of the best ramen dishes, you know, different, like, ingredients that go into the ramen soup and chicken and egg and onion and all these different fresh uh, variety of uh, ingredients that you can put into your ramen. So uh, check it out, ramen. My ramen cravings usually coincide with my poverty. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what we did. Okay. Like, man, I, I don't have any money. Let me buy these, this 48-pack of ramen noodles for $1.50. <laughs> Eat like a king. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, don't check my blood pressure, please. No. That, that crack powder that you got to put on there, you got to you gotta take it in, in, in limits. Do you? Uh, I do, because from what I heard, that mess is like chemical-based. 
Yeah. <laughs> you say so? <laughs> What's your point, Jordan? <laughs> Are you eating just plain boiled ramen? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that I eat it plain. Of course not. What I am saying is that I use maybe half of one pack or I put two noodles in, two uh, two packs of noodles in. And I only use one whole pack for both. I don't I don't just put every pack that I that I open and just put the the, the, the crack o- over all of it. I just I just I use it sparingly. Uh, I don't want to have a heart attack in the middle of the night. You know, you can just add more water, right? Look, man, I'm not trying to die. Okay, I, I gotta watch my, my 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 intake, brother. Come on, you just add more water and water it down. See, people out there trying to be healthy on the Stay House podcast, man. We're trying to trying to give you guys good healthy selections and 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 trying to give you good tips on on staying healthy, man. And Chris wants to mess it up. He wants you to just continue to get bigger and bigger. All I said was water down the packet. So instead of using two cups of water to boil it, use four. Look water it down so you don't lose the flavor. It's it's the same thing as using half a pack. You're using half a pack with the same amount of water. I say use twice the water with the full pack. Look, I get your 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 measurements and your 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 weighing out the water versus the the the, the salt and the, the the crack that goes into these packs. I'm just saying I don't have to use it all. I still get the flavor. Don't get me wrong. I don't have it. It's not like uh, some bland version of noodles. It's it's still good enough. The chicken flavor is still there. It's just not as strong. Did you know that a pack of ramen noodles is supposed to be two servings? You're supposed to break it in half and only cook one? No, I did not know that, but apparently uh, I, I have been eating like a fat man, so thanks for Boosting my uh, self-esteem. No, I just found it out. Like the reason, you know, it unfolds, right? You're supposed to break that. I mean, I'm not going to change the way I eat ramen. I, I don't suggest you do because it's, it's still I just that's into the water. I take it out of the pack and throw it in there. I don't care about no. Uh, look, I understand the Chinese. They have a very good way of eating things. And that's another reason why they add so many spices. It actually cuts back on their desire to eat so much because everything is usually hot. The spices they add, it makes them eat less, and they eat less anyway. They they portion their meals, but, hey, here in Chicago, I don't know nothing about that. They also eat less because they work 19 hours a day. Well, I, I have nothing to say on that one. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to make those iPhones. Oh, you ain't right. You're not right. We do not do that here on the Stay Eyes podcast, sir. So who's making the iPhones? No comment. All right. <laughs> While Jordan uh, tries to figure out who's actually making iPhones and <laughs> looks for where this ramen joint is, <laughs> my spot says Jordan opened the door for work catering. I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. When you work in an office building for a corporation, you get catered quite often. And you get even more perks when you get cool with the food service team on your job. So I have had many uh, food options made available to me over the years. And I'm going to recommend a slightly 
slightly little more expensive. I mean, the average guy can still afford it, but it's a little more expensive. Okay. But the food is spectacular. And it's quite attainable. Weber Grill. Weber Grill is amazing. I take it you've been there. Yeah, man, I have been to Weber Grill. It's been quite some time, though. I do remember the experience. Very good food. I think I had the steak, as they're known for. It was pretty good. I've had their barbecue. Awesome. Awesome barbecue. So, Weber Grill. Strong recommendation. Uh, let's send some shouts out to some listeners. And and shout out first and foremost to Jordan. My stay ass brother. Oh, what did I been, do? No, you've been helping out in the social media effort, man. And you've been uh, putting some people onto the stay ass podcast. Increasing the fan base. Uh, and, uh, brick by brick. And I've seen some of our... Uh, our podcast cohorts uh, shout out some of their fans and, and I'm going to do a little bit of the same. I don't want to make this too much of a habit. It's not my style. There's some people who, when they let us know when we're slipping, uh, they let us know when we're slipping. So uh, yeah, they, know who they are Eric cow. Thanks for the support, man. Yes, Always sir. Like, you know, it's like, man, Hey, you guys ain't been on in a while. Four days, but it's it's fine. It's fine. Appreciate you guys. And all you other fans out there, follow us. Did you ever figure out what ramen is? Yes, I have it up. It is 1482 North Milwaukee Avenue for everybody out there who is uh, really into the Japanese style of uh, ramen. It's called, the restaurant is officially called Kazuki Ramen and Izakaya. It is known as one of the top ramen spots here in the uh, the metropolitan area in, in the city of Chicago. So check it out. Kazuki Ramen and Izakaya. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Uh, again, like I said, I was put on by uh, a co-worker who took his special someone to this place. And they said that they found out that it was actually rated as one of the best ramen spots ever or, or just period uh, today. So I am going to check it out eventually. And I think you all should too. Cool, cool. For Weber Grill, search it yourself. <laughs> Chris is like, I ain't doing all that. Not, it's. I mean, pretty known. Uh, like it, it, everybody knows Weber Grill. I literally just gave a name. I don't think anybody has ever heard. That's fine. <laughs> you seek, you should find. By seek, I mean Google. That's right. Stay House Podcast. At Stay Out's Podcast on social media, Instagram, Twitter, at Stay Out's Podcast. And as always, follow us. Follow us. Give us some feedbacks and recommendations, food, spots, subjects, anything. We're not just sports. You know, we, we don't mind delving into movies and music, and we're going to do a little more of that, becoming a more well-rounded podcast. That was our initial mission statement. Absolutely. There's so much going on in the sports world. It's so meaty that we kind of we kind of dive in and don't come out. So yeah. Jimmy took over everything. So blame Jimmy. I'm always willing to do that. <laughs> but give us some recommendations. You got a, a movie 
you want us to talk about uh, some music you want to dive into. We know we have some uh, other podcasts that some of our associates and friends are involved in. We don't too much step on their toes, so we kind of let them walk the line on some of those. But, you know, just let us know, you know, what you want us to dive into via social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Stay Eyes Podcast. I'm Chris. And with Jordan. Everybody enjoy their payday. I'll let you know. Yay, yay. There's something hanging in the wind. Your past is catching up and closing in. There's something hanging in the wind. There's something hanging in the wind. There's something hanging in the wind. Your past is catching up and closing in. Yeah.